0: All right, y'all, you're locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. Today, we're talking about whose stock is up and whose stock is down after the Falcons make their first round of cuts. And we'll also talk about if Marlon Davidson's absence due to injury now firmly puts him on the roster bubble. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So y'all, you all know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, aka Sirius Black, aka your very humble host of this Locked On Falcons podcast. And guys, used to cover the Falcons for many years over at falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong on Twitter, at falcfans, and of course, the host of this world-renowned Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast family, and we thank everyone that makes Locked on Falcons your first listen each and every day. Locked on Falcons is, of course, free and available Monday through Friday on your preferred podcast platform, including Apple, Odyssey, Google, and Spotify. And of course, you can also check out Locked on Falcons on YouTube and make sure you subscribe, hit that bell and give us a like, and you will get the video version of the podcast the night before. The audio drops. So today we're sort of continuing our sort of stock report, talking about some players that are stocks is up, uh, players that are stock is down. Uh, stock up is Quentin Bell. We'll get to him towards the end of the show. Stock down is Marlon Davidson, maybe Nick Kwiatkowski. Um, But we'll also sort of talk about the first uh, cuts of the summer, official cuts of the summer as the Falcons had to work. Their roster down from 90 players to 85 players today. Um, and those cuts, if you missed them, were tied in Tucker Fisk, linebacker Rashad Smith, safety Trey Webb, and punter Seth Vernon. Uh, that got the roster down to 86 players. And the 85th player being uh, Cornell Armstrong, the cornerback, going on injured reserve. And as you guys probably know, uh, if a player is placed on injured reserve before final cuts are made on August 30th, uh, that means he is done for the year. Uh, we don't know exactly what Armstrong's injury was, but I do recall him on the final punt of the game in the fourth quarter by Seth Vernon. Um, he did pull up Lane, uh sort of working as the gunner on that play and i couldn't tell if it was an achilles injury or a broken toe or a broken foot or something like that but it's certainly some sort of leg injury and of course we'll probably never uh get that information fully disclosed by the team because you know how arthur smith is when it comes to injury information after all it took us like what seven months to learn that isaiah oliver officially had torn his acl last year um but when you look at these roster moves outside of armstrong um you know Not getting cut, but, you know, Armstrong was the only name on this list that you were, you know, a little surprised to not uh, or at least had the probably the best chance of making the roster is what I should say. Um, As far as Webb and Vernon, both of those guys were on my initial pre-camp 16 man practice squad uh, prediction. Uh, So far, those two plus Braden Linus three of the players that I projected to be on that practice squad before camp started uh, are no longer with the team, but you know, it's fine because practice squad uh, predictions are are basically just throwing darts at the board. So typically these first round of cuts uh, from 90 to 85 um, is usually those undrafted free agents, those first year players that are very unlikely to make the practice squad. Usually you can look at the depth chart, um, or the snap counts uh, from that first preseason game uh, and also subsequent preseason games to kind of determine which players are sort of on the outside looking in. And if you want to get a uh, gander at the Falcons actual depth chart, rather than the sort of fake unofficial official depth chart that they release on a weekly basis, go to my Twitter at FalcFans uh and the pin tweet at the top uh, is a Google doc uh, where I have, Uh, the entire uh, sort of depth chart based off of how, guys were played during the Lions game and I will keep that update um as the rest of the summer goes on next Tuesday there will be a cut down from 85 to 80 players and then the the week after that on August 30th there will be the final cuts down to 53 and we know that there will be subsequent moves made by various teams so when we say final cuts it doesn't mean that the the roster is sort of set in cement there will be plenty of moves uh between then and the start of the regular season and probably more moves in the weeks following the start of the regular season. So as I mentioned earlier, Armstrong was probably the one guy of this group that you saw uh, had a legit shot to make the 53 man roster. It was notable talking about the depth chart that it was Armstrong that was working with the twos at the cornerback position over D Alford. Uh, but obviously him going on injured reserve uh, is now sort of opening the door for D Alford. Uh, and D Alford is now a strong bet uh, to make the roster. I did have D Alford on my initial 53 man uh, roster projection and I think his interception against the Lions certainly boosted his sock. I wouldn't sit here and say now with Armstrong out of the way, so to speak, that L- Alford is a lock or whatever it case may be because you know uh, on Monday night he could get burnt for like two touchdowns and all of a sudden that completely goes out the window. But certainly I think a very strong bet to make the roster um, at this point in time. Now there are other players uh, that I thought going into training camp were going to be very strong bets to make the roster as well in Marlon Davidson and Nick Kwiatkowski. But they continue to be injured and absent from practice. Uh, they missed another day of practice on Tuesday. And I feel like that's loosening the grips that they may have had uh, on their respective roster spots. And we'll talk about those two guys and whether or not uh, their absences is opening the door for other players in the front seven to potentially stick on the roster. And we'll get to that coming up on today's episode. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the Locked On Sports atlanta podcast family where you can find three shows with four hosts hosted uh by mark Zeno a to z hitting hard hosted by john chuckery and atl day ones hosted by jarvis davis and tanitra batiste uh breaking down not only local sports but national sports locked on sports atlanta is free and available on all the same podcast platforms you check out locked on falcons including youtube and if you check out locked on sports atlanta on youtube you will get access to the locked on braves postcast, where locked on braves is breaking down every braves win and loss as well as the locked on Falcons podcast, where you will hear myself and Jarvis Davis breaking down every Falcons win and loss and tie Uh, this upcoming season. will be coming at you Monday night uh, as well after the Jets game. And then every uh, subsequent afternoon or evening after all the various regular season games later this fall. So make sure you subscribe to locked on sports Atlanta on your preferred podcast platform and, and definitely check it out on youtube so that you can get uh that locked on falcons postcast and guys it's almost that time of the year where the nfl season is starting and if you're into sports betting or fantasy and you're looking for that competitive edge to help you win i highly recommend the elias game plan app it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the nfl mlb and nba elias game plan is the only sports app From the most trusted name in sports stats, that's the Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, They are the official statisticians of various US pro leagues including the NFL their app is a one-stop source for team and player stats head-to-head comparisons expert analysis it's perfect for the preseason uh, so you can get insight to help you draft that winning fantasy football team and you'll be ready for uh, football when the regular season kicks off Elias is the most respected research team in the industry and you guys know I love well-researched analysis so it's the perfect app for me and it can be for you take my advice download the Elias game plan app today. New features are available all the time to help you take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner. So don't wait, find Elias game plan in the app store or play store today. So guys, before we talk a little bit more about Marlon Davidson and Nick Kwiatkowski status, I want to again, thank you guys for making lockdown Falcons your first listen and, you know, always recommend some second listens. Uh, Why not check out lockdown Hawks? Uh, probably as most of you are listening to this on Wednesday as your second listen, uh, given that the NBA schedule is being dropped on Wednesday afternoon. So check out Lock On Hawks host Brad Roland breaking down the Atlanta Hawks schedule. Or if you're a fan of another NBA team, of course, Locked On has you covered on your preferred podcast platform, including on YouTube. So Marlon Davidson and Nick Kwiatkowski uh, missed another day of practice. Davidson has been held out of practice, I believe, since August 9th. Uh, And Nick Kwiatkowski has been held out since August 11th. I believe both players uh, obviously miss the Lions game this past week. Uh, And I'm sitting here thinking like if they don't return to practice in a day or two, they'll probably wind up missing the Jets game uh, as well. And I think that's notable because, as I said earlier, going into training camp, I thought both of these players were close to roster locks, uh, entering camp Kwiatkowski sp- specifically was a player that I projected to start for the team at that will linebacker spot next to Rashawn Evans, that he would wear the green dot for the defense and call the defense. Uh, but we've seen Michael Walker sort of take over that role, though. I'm not sure if Walker is going to wear the green dot or if it's uh Rashawn Evans, that's going to do that either way. You know, if one of those guys will be, a f- I think the first time either one have done that in the NFL. So we'll see how that plays out. But, um, Marlon Davidson is a player that I didn't necessarily see as a lock to make the roster, but given how thin the Falcons defensive line depth was entering training camp thanks to the retirement of Eddie Goldman, it was very hard for me to see the Falcons moving on from him uh, in favor of, you know, one of these undrafted free agents or sort of one of these journeyman players. But I think now given their extended absences uh, you know, the team moving on from both players, especially um, Davidson becomes much more possible. And, uh, you know, and, and we may, uh, if he doesn't return to practice soon, you know, maybe saying probable at a certain point in the next week or so. Uh, and I think, you know, his day uh, Davidson's absence does sort of open the door for other players like Nick Thurman and uh, Jalen Dalton and Timmy Horn, who were working with the second team uh, defensive line in the Detroit game. Um, and, you know, this seems to happen to Davidson all the time. Anytime he gets a little bit of momentum, he gets hurt. And that's been a big reason why he has failed to live up uh, to expectations as the Falcons second round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Um, And, you know, we thought when Davidson was uh, drafted, he would be this sort of one-two punch alongside Grady Jarrett on the interior, providing a lot of pressure. And it did seem like, you know, at the beginning of training camp that he was you know, potentially uh, on the verge of fulfilling that destiny. Uh We talked about this, I think two weeks ago on the podcast where it was in the early days of camp, it was him and Vincent Taylor that were getting those reps in those sub packages alongside Grady Jarrett. Um And, you know that's a very prominent role, given that you know the team is in their sub package their nickel uh the vast majority of the time i, I can't I want to say like seventy four percent of the time last year uh was the case where the Falcons had five defensive backs on the field, and primarily those are passing downs where you want to have a pass rusher and obviously Vincent Taylor went on injured reserve with an Achilles tear earlier this summer and now Davidson is down with a undisclosed injury uh and it was Anthony rush uh who was getting those reps. Uh, on those sub packages next to Grady Jarrett in the Lions game. Wasn't that impressive, although, you know, he may come for me for saying such a thing. Um, So I I would expect, you know, there may be a change there. Maybe we'll see Taquan Graham get more of those reps uh, in the sub package Uh, versus the Jets in this upcoming game. We did see Graham flash uh, as a pass rusher in that game, getting a sack strip, I think on a play that was nullified by a penalty, if I'm not mistaken, working against the Lions backups. And you kind of want to see, okay, can he do that against the Jets starters on Monday night? So I think that's something to potentially look forward to. Uh, But, you know, You know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for three months, you've been hearing me clamor for the Falcons to address uh, their D-line and and bring in a veteran. So you know, if if Graham doesn't necessarily step up or Rush doesn't necessarily step up uh, playing next to Grady Jarrett, I think that's going to be a prime opportunity for the Falcons later this summer before the start of the regular season to to scour the waiver wire when we get to final cuts on uh, August 30th to look for somebody that could do that job, especially if Davidson is not back by then and showing that okay i can i can lock down this role so um you know i think really having that sub package role was really the path to davidson not only um making this roster but you know having a role for this team had he taken that opportunity and and done well in that role this upcoming season that would open more doors for him to continue his path and continue his development here in atlanta uh so but now we're at a point where you know if he can't stay healthy, it's going to be hard for the Falcons to hold on to them. As they, as you often hear, availability is the best ability. Uh, and so, basically, every day that he misses from practice, you know, it's just opening opportunity for some of these other players, opportunities for the Falcons to kind of look in other directions. Whether that's looking at players currently on the roster, like a Timmy Horn or Jalen Dalton, or that's guys um, elsewhere. You know, Taquan Graham would also go on that list as well. So, talking about Nick Kwiatkowski, and I know it's a similar situation. The more days he misses, the more it opens up opportunities for players like Nate Landman and Dorian Etheridge. Both of those players flashed and made several plays against the Lions. Um, one of the things I noted on Monday's episode this week was that Dorian Ethridge did get extended reps on special teams, which certainly I think in the combination between those two guys, that does give him a leg up. Not to mention that, you know, the role that we thought Kwiatkowski would be playing, um, you know, as the wheel linebacker, and he started camp behind Michael Walker as the second team linebacker. Well, that was filled by Dorian Etheridge in the Lions game. So, uh, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, if, if Quickkowski, you know, doesn't return soon and Etheridge continues to play well, then you could certainly see the Falcons moving on from Quickkowski and giving it uh, that young guy an opportunity. Uh, Landman's another guy to keep an eye on that, you know, can take advantage of an extended absence from Quickkowski. And the thing I noted, I think on Monday was that, you know, keep an eye on Landman potentially getting special teams reps, because that will be the best indicator when it comes to whether it's Landman, whether it's Etheridge, that one of these guys is not only a, a possibility to make the roster, but also a front runner to make the practice squad. So you imagine a scenario, hypothetically speaking, let's say, you know, the Falcons put Landman on their practice squad this year. Um, and there's an injury to say Rashawn Evans uh, during the regular season. And he has to miss a, a game or two. Well, you know, Landman gets elevated to the roster from the practice squad during that week, but he's not going to be elevated from the practice squad into the starting lineup, you know, the the starter is going to be whoever the backup is, presumably Troy Anderson. In this case, he'll get the call up from the starting lineup, but probably uh, prior to that, prior to Evans's injury, Anderson was working on special teams. And so that's where Landman would go and basically replace, you know, the next man up uh, as you guys understand it. So um, that's why you want to see Landman, you know, get some opportunities on special teams. After all, you know, special teams matter as you've, Heard you know various people you know throughout history uh, talk about I think George Washington and Leonardo da Vinci and uh, uh, Genghis Khan were you know big advocates of special teams mattering and you know I've continued that tradition here on Lockdown Falcons but uh, speaking of special teams mattering you know we'll get to the last topic of the day uh, talking about some players that have gotten notable extended reps on special teams uh, at least in the Lions game. And certainly that helps their chances of making the roster. And we'll start the conversation with Quentin Bell, who's sort of a guy that has elevated his stock. We just talked about Kwiatkowski and and Davidson stocks essentially being down because of their injuries. You know, Quentin Bell's a a guy that has his stock being up. uh, And we'll get into that as we continue today's episode, guys. But uh, before we get there, I want to tell you about, you know, there's something in the air. Uh, You know, you look at the line for the Falcons upcoming game against the Jets. And this is the second week in a row where the Falcons are actually favored to win a game. And it's incredible feat because the Falcons are not favored to win any of their regular season games. But apparently Vegas feels very strongly about this Falcons preseason squad, of course, led by the incomparable Desmond Ritter. And so the Falcons are favored by one point against the Jets. Uh, It hasn't quite affected how Vegas sees their regular season chances because that five and a half point spread, the Falcons being five and a half point underdogs to the Saints in week one hasn't changed in these last couple of days, nor has the, the Falcons being five point underdogs to the Seattle Seahawks in week three. And I'm sitting here going like there's a lot closer gap between the Falcons and the Seahawks. So I'm going to put some money down on that. And you can, too, especially given you know my expectations that that week three game against uh, Seattle will be Desmond Ritter's debut after a certain someone you know, crushes Marcus Mariota in week two. And you can take advantage of that by heading over to your number one source in the odds, lines, and games. And of course, that's Bet Online. Find reviews and news of every league, whether we're talking football, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Uh, Head to BetOnline.net today. Use your mobile device to sign up to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, guys, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Falcons your first listen of the day. Uh, And if you are interested in fantasy sports, you know Locked On has you covered. Uh, You can check out Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty to get those fantasy draft tips. And starting August 22nd, they're bringing you the daily top ten lists for fantasy draft week. Locked on fantasy football and locked on dynasty are available on your preferred podcast platform, including on YouTube. So over the weekend, when I was rewatching the lions game, um, it was notable to me that Quentin bell was getting reps with the second team defense over D'Angelo Malone at that Sam linebacker spot behind Lorenzo Carter. And then, um, you know, on Monday, I think, over at atlantafalcons.com, Scott Baer uh, put his 53-man roster projection for the defense, and he had Quentin Bell making it as a fifth edge in his and, and Tory McElhaney's sort of dueling roster projections. And watching the game, um, you know, I thought Bell did a, a, a nice job against the Lions, and he was tied for the team lead with Arnold Ebiketti for two pressures in the game. I know pro football focus graded him out poorly against the run in the game although I don't recall anything watching the game uh, or rewatching the game that stood out to me in a major negative way uh, in terms of his run uh, defense. But, you know, that's a good sign producing on defense. But the other good sign is that he's, you know, potentially getting opportunities on special teams, right? He was working with the quote unquote starters uh, on the Falcons kickoff coverage team on that opening kickoff uh, in the game. And that unit included, Darren Hall, Mike Ford, Dee Marlowe, Dorian Etheridge, Avery Williams, Kedero Hodge, Keith Smith, Quentin Bell, Lorenzo Carter, and Eric Harris. Um, and most of those guys you kind of expected to be, you know, up first in terms of their special teams coverage of that group, you know, Etheridge, Quentin Bell, and Lorenzo Carter were probably the biggest surprises. Uh, you know, Carter is a surprise just simply because you don't usually see defensive starters, you know, covering kicks and whatnot. Um, and I would imagine, you know, once the regular season starts, D'Angelo Malone would get that uh spot there. And he did get run later with the sort of backups, if you want to call them that, on the kickoff coverage team in that exact role that Carter lined up. And and I imagine Etheridge getting some run there uh is basically filling in for whoever was going to be uh the backup. Uh, you know, at that will linebacker spot, either Troy Anderson or Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, both of whom missed that Lions game, so. As I said earlier, I think it's a good sign that you saw Etheridge getting uh, that run on coverage units, but I wouldn't necessarily mean that. Oh, like he's he's a lot to make the roster based off of that. I think he was kind of just kind of filling in for presumably Troy Anderson is probably my guess, best guess, but I can't really come up with a, a, an excuse. I guess you can say for Quentin Bell getting that spot other than simply he just earned, uh, you know, an op- that opportunity, um, and. You know, if you're Quentin Bell and you're potentially going to be the backup to Lorenzo Carter at that Sam linebacker spot, you know, it, it's necessary for you to earn an opportunity on special teams because you're probably not going to get a ton of run on defense. Uh, because the way I sort of envision it is, you know, the starters for the Falcons defense at the edge rusher position will be Lorenzo Carter and Aday Ogandeji. We saw those guys start the game uh, in the team sort of base package, uh, playing that Sam and Jack linebacker respectively. And then I imagine. During the regular season, you will see a lot of Arnold Ebiketti spelling Ogandeji uh, in those passing situations, in those nickel situations. But I don't really see anybody spelling Lorenzo Carter uh, in those situations, in part due to the fact that Carter is your most proven pass rusher on the edge, given that, you know, Ebiketti and Malone are rookies and we, we saw not a particularly productive year uh, for Ogandeji as a rookie last year Uh, not to mention something we've talked about previously on the podcast earlier this summer with Dean Pease's desire to sort of dial up more pressure via Sims and creepers. Um, And, you know, Carter is the sort of ideal guy to drop in the coverage when you're sort of bringing pressure from other place uh, other places. Um, And, you know, that's the way that you want to disguise on those Sims and creepers. Uh, And one of the things we've noted, before about Lorenzo Carter is he's arguably the league's best coverage guy. Now, uh, coverage edge, I should say, not coverage guy, right? That that title goes to AJ Terrell. But you know, coverage edge is one of those you know words that like you know, hmm? like what does that mean? But um, you know, that's kind of the role I always envisioned Vic Beasley playing, and it we saw it come to fruition in 2019 when Raheem Morris took over the defense. That that was the way that he figured the best way to utilize Vic Beasley, and you know, it's nice. Uh, to see the coaching staff, you know, finally really take my advice here on Locked on Falcons that I give out on a daily basis uh, in understanding that, you know, I am the superior evaluator uh, than the various people that have run the Falcons organization. But I digress on that point. You know, the point being that, you know, Carter is probably going to be pretty much an every down player. He's going to get as many opportunities to play this season. Um, You know, he'll get some rest just because you're not going to necessarily necessarily play any edge rusher it's very rare to play edge rushers more than like 90 percent of the defensive snaps but if you're a player like bell or even malone for that matter um because of the limited opportunities you may have playing behind um lorenzo carter you do need if you want to do anything on sundays you got to play on special teams because you're not going to get too many opportunities on defense you know i'm imagining whoever carter's backup is whether it's bell whether it's malone you know is probably not going to get more than 10 or 15 snaps on defense uh, you know, on average, uh, this upcoming fall. So you, you better be out there on special teams. And it's certainly a good sign that Quentin Bell is out there on special teams. So again, a guy that I think has his stock up. If I was to come up with a 53-man roster today, I would probably lean towards putting him on it. I don't know who I would take off. I would probably take an offensive player off and maybe one of the tight ends at this point in time, but I'm kind of on the fence about that. But uh, certainly there will be plenty of opportunities for bell to continue to solidify a possible grip on, on a roster spot as you know, we continue in in preseason Um, and other guys that I think are not necessarily making, you know, enough buzz to make the 53 man roster, but certainly are helping themselves potentially make uh, the practice squad by getting extended reps on special teams against the lions are frank darby quoney dang uh jordan brailford john rainey and i probably would have put cornell armstrong on this list as well before uh his injury uh so that will be something that i'll continue to keep an eye on i know many of you guys are not paying attention to who's out there on the On on fourth downs and on kickoffs, uh, you know, because, you know, while you do acknowledge the special teams matter, you have a tendency to kind of nod off or that's the time uh, for you to go, you know, and take a bathroom break or or go get another beer from the fridge uh, when we are playing special teams. Um, And it's, you know, very similar to how I tend to nod off whenever Marcus Mary Ota uh, is ever out there on the field for the Falcons. On the starting offense, but a good sign for Quentin Bell because I know there were other cuts today, uh, and a name that st- stood out to I know a lot of people was Jordan Jenkins. Um, the former Georgia edge rusher. I think he was cut by the Texans today. And he does have a connection to this coaching staff because he was in New York with the Jets when Frank Bush, the Falcons linebacker coach, was there as a linebackers coach and a defensive coordinator. Um, and we know that how this regime typically likes to pursue players that this coaching staff is familiar with. Um, and so that would be an easy connection for the Falcons if they were looking for more edge help. But the point being, I think Quentin Bells, ascendancy again we'll, we'll see how, how things go but i think that will probably lead the team to be maybe a little bit more hesitant to add an, an edge rusher like a jordan jenkins uh anytime soon not to mention you know ryan pace has got a scheme going where he's going to slash terry fontenot's tires and then sort of usurp uh the gm ship for whatever day that is probably in a couple of weeks so that he can pull off a a Robert Quinn for Dion Jones trade at the end of the summer. So that's probably in the works as well. So, um, you know, if Quentin bell uh, can continue to play, maybe he'll stop Ryan pace from uh, making that dastardly phone call or or whatever the case may be. So I did it again, whatever the case may be. Um, (laughs) All right, guys, that's it. I'm done. Um, You know, tomorrow we'll be with Michael Rothstein of ESPN. We'll get his thoughts on, on, where the Falcons are at this point in time in training camp, I believe at the end of the week, we'll be joined by Jarvis Davis uh, to preview that um, Jets game, or maybe we'll wait to have Jarvis on Monday morning. I'll figure it out, Uh, but we'll have Jarvis on at some point, Uh, (laughs) um, you know, in the next couple of days, uh, get you guys geared up for that Jets game. Who's sort of fighting for their roster spots and all that stuff. Uh, but that will do it for us here on lockdown Falcons. We thank you for making lockdown Falcons your first listen each and every day. Uh, and of course, make sure you subscribe to lockdown Falcons on your preferred podcast platform, including on YouTube. Hey, and why not go and give us a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform, including on Apple and iTunes as well. in uh, let, you know, all the people know uh, how, how, kind and gentle I am uh towards Marcus Mariota. Uh I got it right there. So guys, uh appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, always have recommendations for your second list. And in addition to Locked on Sports Atlanta, Locked on Hawks, Locked On Braves, Locked On Bulldogs, why not check out Locked On Fantasy Football, where host Vinny Eyer has 20 years of uh NFL expertise and experience to help you get geared up for this upcoming fantasy football season and of course also check out locked on dynasty as we begin fantasy week uh here on the locked on network uh later this month so uh check them out on your preferred podcast platform including all the same ones that you can check out locked on falcons guys i really appreciate it till then